Radio. This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Everyone's here is super smiling. This message of unconditional love. Boys in the Air Force, super smiling. Here to save the day. Kindness is the way. And action. We begin now. Hi, everybody. You've entered a super smiley adventure where we know that animals are healers and teachers and that they will always lead us on grand adventures if we're just open to what they have to say and where they lead. I'm Megan Blake, dog trainer and the pet lifestyle coach. On our show, you get pet information, but even better, inspiration and integration of all things you can use to enhance your life with your pet. Our show is inspired by and named after my handsome dog, Super Smiley, who led me on a lifetime of adventures, and I feel his spirit every day. Smiley was abandoned three times on the streets of downtown Los Angeles. He survived, and he inspired the world's first kindness program, Teaching Kids Kindness Through Pets, the Super Smiley Project. We traveled the country speaking to thousands of kids about the lessons pets can teach us, kindness, courage, patience, and about pet adoption and pet rescue. And our guest today has also been led by pets on an adventure that has turned into a purpose-driven life mission. He's a 27-year veteran of aerial cinematography and is one of the most widely published aerial photographers in the country. Now, do y'all remember the huge wildfire in Paradise, California in 2019? It burned over 153,000 acres and over 14,000 homes. Just imagine that 14,000 homes. It dominated our national news. And it was personal to me because I remember my beautiful horse Starfire, Minnehaha, and Smiley and Angel evacuating with me many times during the California wildfires. And eventually our home and neighborhood too burnt to the ground. Our house burnt to the ground. And I, I cannot imagine what I would have felt if one of my beloved family members had gone missing in the fires. Well, our guest today, Doug Thrawn, driven by his love of the environment, used his drones to film the devastation left by the Paradise Fires. And with this work, he found there was another mission to his skill set, finding and reuniting lost pets with their people and finding and rescuing abandoned animals. We appreciate you so much, Doug Thrawn. Welcome to a Super Smiley Adventure. Hey, Doug. Hey, thanks for having me on. And yeah, that was a fascinating story. You had lost your own house as well. Sorry to hear that. Thank you so much, Doug. I know you really mean that. I was given privy to watch six of Doug's episodes. I'm going to tell you more about him. I'm I'm jumping ahead now, but his work is just so touching and so amazing. And I, I know that you've been in these fires and you really, really, really get what I went through. So first, Doug, first, I want to thank you so much for turning your talents into a way to help animals. Thank you for that. Yeah. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. It kind of just came about kind of a fluke or whatever. And now it's, um, yeah, become my lifelong mission to train others how to do it and to travel the world and saving wild animals and pets and any way I can help. I love the way fate just steps in. You know, when we have a skill set and we're using it, we choose to use it for the highest good. We just never know where we're going to be led. And and your work no. is being broadcast. It's going to be a series in partnership with Warner Media, Amazon, outlets in Russia, India, Sweden, many more through the Curiosity System. But first, Doug, the, I mean, it's so impressive. But let's start at the very, very, very beginning. Tell us about your work as an aerial cinematographer. What exactly is that? Where did you start? Yeah, I had kind of started 
real early on because when I moved from Texas to go to school in California, I came out here and had a job washing cars alongside of the highway. And I was seeing trucks going by with one giant piece of redwood on the back. And I was like, hey, wait a second. I thought these trees were all protected in the parks. Yeah. And I quickly learned that they weren't and um, started hiking amongst them and got involved for about eight years in fighting to save the ancient redwoods. And um, aerial cinematography was how I would take politicians and um, reporters and people up in planes and give them aerial tours and then be taking all the photographs and stuff of the devastation of the logging of the ancient trees. So through that, I became an aerial cinematographer way back in probably the early 90s. And then fast forward when the drones came out, uh, as soon as they came out, I had a seaplane and was flying seaplanes and mounting GoPro cameras on them and stuff like that. But when the drones came out, I sold the seaplane probably six months later and uh, never looked back and um, started flying the drones all over and shooting for people like Discovery and Nat Geo and Curiosity Stream, of course, now. And aerial cinematography is just an amazing way to show off nature's beauty. And now, of course, it's an excellent way to save animals. Doug, and I want to thank you again for working to save the redwoods and the environment. I mean, your your mission, your spirit mission is just very, very powerful. And I, I really am very grateful for that. And so then now we are, you mentioned the pets. So did the rescue of pets just evolve um, with your drones or was there like an aha light bulb moment? How did that happen? Yeah, that was kind of, I filmed a video that as a cinematographer, I did aerial cinematography of the Santa Rosa fires that burn like close to 6,000 homes. The first really big one in the United States that we've everyone started to be like, whoa, this climate change stuff is real. That was in 2017. And I captured a postman delivering the mail to all the houses after they had burned down. And that video went up and was is still probably the most widely seen drone video ever of a postal truck doing that. And I captured that and someone wanted to license that footage. And they were doing a documentary about a guy named Shannon Jay that was rescuing cats. And I was talking with them. And then lo and behold, just a few months later, the Paradise Fires struck up and they said Shannon was going out there. And I wanted to film him working as a cinematographer and help him rescue the cats. And one of the ways he was rescuing the cats was he would use infrared scopes to find the cats at night. And he knew I was an aerial cinematographer and we got to talking and we were like, damn, if we could mount something like this on a drone and we'd find all sorts of animals. So uh, about eight months later, I was in the Bahamas just volunteering with the Sea Shepherd, delivering aid and flying the drones, showing the devastation so they could raise more money and bring more aid out to the people. And then when I was flying the drones over the destruction, you know, there was a category five hurricane that hit and destroyed hundreds of houses and thousands of people passed away and all sorts of, it was unbelievable. Never seen anything like it. And um, I was flying the drone over the devastation and because there were hundreds of houses all smashed together, it was hard to even find animals with drones because there was just so much debris all over the place. And then I thought back about that infrared scope. So I went back to California, raised the money, and then put in a ton of it, my own money, because these drones are about $40,000, and bought this infrared drone. They're usually used for doing like inspections on solar panels and roofs and stuff like that. And I bought this infrared drone and then over time added a spotlight to it and a zoom lens and all sorts of stuff. And yeah, it worked exceptionally well to find the animals in the Bahamas. And we got countless animals saved there. And then while I was in the Bahamas, I heard what was going on in Australia. So then I went straight to Australia and saved dozens of koalas out there during the fires and after the fires. So um, 
yeah, it really just is a huge game changer because you can spot the animals, animal's body heat with the infrared drone, shine a spotlight on it, verify what it is and if it needs help or not, and then send in the rescue crews or land the drone myself and then just go in and capture the animal myself. Now, and obviously some animals like koalas or cats, you have to set up traps for or climb up in a tree and get them. Cats yeah. in particular, of course, you have to set a trap for and then capture them once in a while. You can grab one by hand, which I've done. And I, I saw that one on one of your episodes where you and Shannon each grabbed a cat. And um, yeah, it's pretty dramatic. Yeah. When they're badly injured. Yeah. Then you got to just grab them. Otherwise, they may die. So, yeah, you just touched on so many topics. I just want to put right in here that Doug's series, everybody, is so dramatic and exciting. They sent me screeners. Doug, your team sent me screeners. I was so privileged to be able to watch every episode. And I want everyone listening to know this is 100% a must-watch series. I was just riveted. It was emotional. It was brilliant. And you're right. The seeking of the animals with the heat sensors, that is truly a game changer, right? Yeah. And that was pretty much in the very beginning. When I first went to the Bahamas, I just went to try it on a fluke. And I didn't know whether it would necessarily work because, you know, animals are so small compared to solar panels and all right. the other stuff they would use this thing for. And I was like, well, I'm going to wing it and see if it works. And I hope to God it does. And, and my first infrared camera wasn't as good as the newer one that is available. And Doug, like I said, I was truly captivated by every moment of your series. And the episode with the after aftermath of the hurricane in the Bahamas, you, you mentioned the Bahamas just then. The dogs, they look so scared, like the people. But imagine people can at least understand what happened. Dogs have no ability to do that. And there was a special dog that you rescued and a special dog that you found there, right, in the Bahamas. Yeah, that was the first one that I ended up adopting, Duke. Tell us his story. Yeah, he was sentimental because he was the first animal that I found out there. And it was pretty overwhelming. You know, when you see these places, especially after a campfire, working the campfire while it was happening, and then to be in the Bahamas and then see, you know, the devastation and start to realize, hey, you know what, this climate change is really no joke. Like we're in serious trouble at the rate we're going. Yeah, the dog became sentimental because he was the first one I found with a drone and then inspired me. And tell us about how did you find him? He looks so scared. How did y'all catch him? Paint a picture for our listeners so they know what they're going to be seeing. Yeah, he was found by flying the drone over. And then um, I heard him barking in the distance and saw him moving around. So I could hear a dog out there and then uh, searched around for him and found him and then went hiking through all the rubble and found where he was at and gave him food. And slowly he got used to getting closer to me over a series of hours and he drank water, but he had like a broken jaw and a broken leg. And Oh my God. Yeah. He was pretty jacked up and he was literally to this day. I don't know how he could have possibly survived because he was right in the middle of where literally hundreds of homes were smashed flat. They were flat, flat and just, yeah. And, um, you know, countless people i mean the government says x number of people which but it's not even remotely close to being accurate because it's the haitian people that did most of the hard manual labor and stuff like that on the bahamas they're kind of like a um, overlooked or underrepresented mm. group of people that the government fails to ever recognize they that was their community and their their kind of neighborhood that got destroyed and he was in the middle of that area where it would have been like 30 foot tall waves the hurricane cat five wow. hurricane lasted for 40 hours and uh yeah and um 
yeah, up to 180 mile per hour winds. And he was smack right in the middle of where all that devastation was. And I was like, geez, how did anything even survive there? But somehow he did. Yeah. Once again, I think that fate steps in when it's meant to be. And now Duke is Duke is your dog. And uh, these stories yeah. on this series, they show this. It is, it's quite amazing. And not only do you find animals in disasters, but also there was an episode on pets lost in the wilderness about Jackson, the, the man out in the, oh, the, yeah. the smart. Tell us about Jackson. Yeah. So he was a firefighter's dog that during the hurricane, he had survived in the firehouse with the firefighter. And then right after the hurricane, he ran outside and got hit by a car. Oh my gosh. Yeah. He wasn't, he wasn't badly hurt, but he was spooked and he had come from an abuse. He had been a rescue dog from an abusive situation. And so he got spooked and then he was wandering way off in the woods and stuff like that. So we, with the drone, I was able to find where he was at. And then um, we were putting out, you know, putting out food and articles of clothing. And then over time, he comes back to the firehouse and gets reunited with Tony, the owner. That's amazing, Doug. And I want to hear more about your series, which is called, I haven't said the name, Doug to the Rescue and all of your heroic adventures uh, to save lives right after this break. Smiley, are you with us? I know you are. Good boy. Take a bite out of your competition. Advertise your business with an ad in Pet Life Radio podcasts and radio shows. There's no other pet-related media that is as large and reaches more pet parents and pet lovers than Pet Life Radio. With over 7 million monthly listeners, Pet Life Radio podcasts are available on all major podcast platforms. And our live radio stream goes out to over 250 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Stitcher, and other streaming apps. For more information on how you can advertise on the number one pet podcast and radio network, visit PetLifeRadio.com slash advertise today. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. And we're back on a super smiley adventure with Doug Thrawn, aerial cinematographer who locates and saves pets lost in disasters or pets who are just lost. Welcome back, Doug. Thanks. Thanks for having me. And uh, we were just talking about hurricanes, and they can be exceptionally devastating with buildings flattened, water and flooding creating death traps. And I'm familiar with this, too. I mentioned the fires I'd been through, but I grew up in Florida, and I've been through and evacuated from many, many hurricanes. And, Doug, you also did an episode in Lake Charles, Louisiana, after Hurricane Laura, where you worked with a rescue organization. Tell us about working with the rescues, how you, you all team up to make this happen. Yeah, there's a number of them that I'll work with. Um, Compassion Kind I work with that does amazing work, unbelievable work. And sometimes these people are so modest. You're like, oh, is this just a handful of people doing helping out? And then you learn more about them and you're like, whoa, geez, how many dogs did you just save last year? And they'd, they'd save like over a thousand dogs last year and they're super modest about it. And they'll find a snarling, I'll find with the drone, a snarling pit bull or something like that that's scared yeah. and wounded. And the next thing you know, these amazing women uh have the pit bull cradled in their arms and they're scratching its belly and i'm like how'd you do that <laughs> Teach yeah, me your ways. I- <laughs> so, 
yeah so it's neat you get to see these people that have you know there's me flying a drone but there's a throughout the show you get to meet all these different characters that are really amazing animal rescuers that have been doing it for quite a while and have just a gift with these animals and um yeah so i work because i find the animals primarily as my role and then working with different rescue groups that are in the area and different people, you know, they will capture the animals and then um, take them, get them vetted. If they have a chip or they have a tag, then of course they'll reunite it with the owner. And then if they don't, well, more often than not, a lot of these animals are abandoned. And then, you know, they go up for adoption and these people get them all vetted and taken care of and patch them all up and get them fat and happy again. And then they find them new homes. And the neat thing about the show was I was able to go back and see a lot of these animals months later, the burned kitty that I rescued or uh, dogs. You were just talking about compassion, kind. Um, yeah. In Louisiana, one of the stories that really struck me was the dog named Brick. Do you remember Brick? Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So just tell the audience, Brick, oh my God, I want to tell him about it. But you tell him, Brick yeah. is just so yeah. more charming. I loved him. Yeah, he was a dog, kind of like a pit bull mix where yeah. I was flying the drone and we were searching around these crushed houses and stuff like that. And then, um, yeah, lo and behold, we found this one scrawny little dog. When we spotted him with the drone, I kept the drone up in the sky with the spotlight on him. And then we went over to go grab him. And then uh, he just kind of slowly took off running. And we were trying and trying and trying to get to him. And he ran way far down these streets. And finally, we were able to get to him. And um, we started carrying them and bringing them back to where the truck was. You know how I've seen like people where they're like some sort of, I don't know, whatever sort of master and some sort of where they make themselves super heavy and it can be like a little tiny guy and yeah, the yeah, strongest yeah, yeah. man tries to pick him up. That's what this dog I think was doing. That's I was just right. Because like, oh you were carrying the dog, right? You picked yeah. it up. You're like, oh, yeah. and that's how he got his name Brick, right? Because he was like yeah. a giant, just a yeah. sack of bricks. And I think the rescuer's name was Asia or Asha. How did she say her name? Yeah, Asia. Yeah. Asia. Yeah, so oh. Yeah. And yeah. Doug just mentioned everybody how these rescuers, they're so compassionate because just get this image they're They're chasing these dogs, wild, scared dogs who could bite out of fear, easily bite out of fear. Yeah. And they're chasing them between cars in woods, through jungles, literally through through housing debris where houses have been um, smashed and they're doing it. And all of this, it's just unbelievable. And then the dogs are terrified and they're cornered. So they could lash out and bark, but Asia is just, she was just so grounded and still, and eventually the dogs, and Doug is too, but it's just, it's mesmerizing. I have to tell you all, I was mesmerized by your series, Doug. But Thank Asia, you. Asia did mention how this can be emotionally hard work for the people, right? So how, how do you deal with this? How do you all deal with this? Because you, you have wins, you have great victories. But yeah. How do you deal with it? I think just because of the fact that we get so many animals saved and so, yeah. you know, it, it's, there's so many, there are so many happy, uh, for lack of a better word, victories in getting yeah. these animals saved that, you know, it is heartwarming and it makes you feel good, certainly. And it's a mission, it's, real mission. I remain optimistic because I think, you know, with having these drones now, we're going to be able to save so many thousands more animals. You yep. know, it's just, you know, I can spot animals so much faster than, you know, like for example, Australia had play the air, size of the area that burned was like the size of the state of Oklahoma. Well, how many, I don't care how many rescuers you had on foot trying to find koalas in the something the size of Oklahoma, you couldn't possibly even make a dent in it. But with infrared drones, you know, when I was working with World Wildlife Fund, I was able to find countless dozens and dozens of koalas with 
World Wildlife Fund and then also working with the Humane Society International. I've worked with Humane Society, United States and Humane Society International. And all these organizations you're mentioning, World Wildlife Fund, Sea Shepherd, they are just the world's most elite, prestigious, amazing organizations. So thank you for mentioning them, just so everybody knows about them. And and again, it's so impressive that you are working with the top echelon to do this. And one of the things that one of the themes here, and and also when I was working with HSUS, is I know that animals are healers and teachers. So what, what have these animals, what have these dogs taught you? Like I remembered the little spotted dog. He looked like a little pointer mix. I don't know, just a little mutt dog. You all named him 13. And there was just something very special about him. What have these animals taught you? Maybe like, what did 13 have to say? Yeah, I would say 13 had the, you know, it was the definition of unconditional love. That's for sure. Cause no yeah. sooner than he was unchained. I mean, he was snarling and barking because Asia named him that because he was chained to the car for 13 days after the hurricane. And we spotted him and um, we spotted two dogs with the drone then flying it over with the infrared and they had been left for dead basically. And um, yeah, then he basically comes around no sooner than she unchains him. Like he's licking her hand and wagging his tail. And then later on in the series, you see that he gets adopted. I mean, he was so skinny, he would have probably died the next day or two. He was a skeleton. And when he first, when you all first went up to him, he was aggressive barking. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. But it was a fear bark, a fear bark, but it was a bark that you did not want to put your hand over there and grab the dog. Someone would have gotten bitten. But like you said, by the end, he was literally all wiggly, wiggly. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's amazing to see the change. Once I mentioned light bulb moment, once in their head, they realize, wait a minute, this is not a threat. This is someone coming to save me. And just that right there is a lesson to me seeing that being in the moment, living, being open to what's going on around you. It's beyond amazing to me what we can learn from these animals. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And we also saw in one of your episodes, the very first kitten found by infrared drone, the little kitten. Do you remember that? The kitten. Oh, yeah. 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 That was (laughs) exciting because it was it was a completely smashed. I mean, it looked like a bomb hit the house. Yeah. And you were like, God, could anything even live around here? And the infrared, you know, you see the shape of the animal. And um, it was a mom mother cat with two kittens and of course since it was a mom with the two kittens and it's you know it's pixelated it's not like perfect looking shape or anything and i was just like mike well it's not quite like a dog it's not quite a rabbit it's not but it's too big to be this too little to be this and then i turned on the spotlight and shined and looked closer and i was like whoa that's a mother cat with kittens and sure enough we went there and i marked the (laughs) gps coordinates and then over a series of days we were able to catch you know the first night one kitten the second night the other kitten and then on the third night we were able to catch the mom and reunite the whole family so yeah all the the whole family was saved and then later adopted out and i love that somebody might say well it's just a kitten it's just their wild feral just a kitten but you and i and people like us we value these lives they are important and it is a true mission i keep saying that and i'm just I'm so thrilled to have met you, Doug, and I'm so grateful that you are on the planet (laughs) right now doing what you are doing. And there are more and more stories, animals rescued from firestorms coming up right after this break. Smiley, you with us? Yep. Good boy. Molly, here's your dinner. (coughs) Zeus, that's not your food. Don't let that happen to your precious cat. Elevate your cat's eating experience with the Cat Tree Tray. The Cat Tree Tray keeps your cat's food off the floor and conveniently located on the cat tree. It's the perfect way to eat. 
It's a beautiful wrought iron tray that easily attaches to your cat tree and keeps dogs and other critters out of your cat's dish. A must for multi-pet households. There's a 6-inch tray for large bowls and a 4-inch tray for smaller bowls. Purchase your cat tree tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's CatTreeTray.com. C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T-R-A-Y.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Everyone's here in Super Smiling. This message of unconditional love. And we're back on a Super Smiley adventure with real life hero, Doug Thrawn. Welcome back, Doug. Thank you. Appreciate uh, it. Um, let's go back to the beginning or to sort of the beginning, the huge campfire in Paradise, California that I mentioned at the top. And you mentioned you worked with your friend Shannon, the cat yep. rescuer. And we got to witness a very, very dramatic rescue of a burned cat under a car. It was so emotional. Can you tell our audience about that? It was so emotional. Yeah, the one from the Paradise Fires was the first first like dramatic rescue I was involved with with him. And that kind of inspired me to get involved with the work. That was after the campfires that burned like 14,000 plus houses. Yeah, 153,000 acres, thousand. Yeah, that was just unbelievable. It was like driving yeah. through a city after a nuclear bomb had gone off. And I mean, the smoke was so bad, we couldn't even wear a mask. It was just like, God, you're just in your eyes and everything. And um, yeah, we went to we saw this one cat trapped underneath the car and um shannon and i put bricks and jacked it up and then um he was able to go underneath it and grab the cat and then i dragged him out by his feet and saved the cat and that one yeah he ended up uh, adopting that cat in fact i saw well you see in this series he ended up adopting that one yeah and um yeah he has about I think he's got about like 18 cats now or something like that. So yeah, Shannon. Oh, and he was so emotional. I was emotional watching this. Show. It was just amazing. And then Shannon read a, a note, a personal letter from the owner of a cat that was reunited. I think y'all called him orange boy, the orange boy cat. He was an orange oh, yeah. burn up yeah. kitty cat. And it was just so beautiful. The people, do you remember that they were thanking you all and they were so yeah. grateful. Tell us about that. Yeah. 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 So that was a cat Shannon had rescued. And yeah, the people were just super grateful. And, you know, because these frequently the people lose their house, they lose all their everything they yes. have. And then, you know, the pet or the, the cat or the dog, you know, is a sign of hope for them. And that, you know, not everything is lost. And that that's something that they at least the most important part they still have, which is would be their animal. And um, yeah, it's, it really is a it's a tearjerker to say the least one. It is. They were definitely tearjerkers. Oh, him, Shannon reading that letter. It was just unbelievable and calling him orange boy. I mean, it was just so sweet because when you pull him out, pull them all out, they are black. They're charred. One of the cats, their yeah. claws were all charred, but they go to the vet and they are rehabilitated. So we want to emphasize these are these are victorious stories. These are the true hero stories. And um and oh my gosh. And then Doug, there was one one cat rescue of a black cat and he's scratching you. And I've been scratched by cats. And when cats latch their claws into you, do you remember that he was behind like a propane tank or something? You changed him into a shed. Yeah. In Oregon, when I flew and this, that was uh, the interesting thing. And the cool thing about this show is pretty much there are all these first type missions being accomplished that are yeah. captured on film because I was the first one to use these infrared drones to rescue animals. So this is like, 
oh, this is the first cat in a fire rescue. This is the first cat family from a hurricane. Yeah. This is the first koala rescued. This, so it's all these different firsts. So it's almost like a historical documentation, documentary feature doing all these firsts, like the first man on the moon or something. But now it's the first cat being rescued with some giant infrared drone. So Yeah, technology, yeah. a robot in the sky rescuing this little tiny kitten. And talking about the first round, if this was the first, but you, you rescue a litter of puppies and they look like feral puppies. And it was so dramatic. Tell us about that. I was barely breathing watching this one. Barely breathing. Yeah, that was where we had spotted the dogs with the drones up in the sky. And then we went looking around and then we saw, as we were driving down the road, we saw a puppy dart off to the side of the road. And it turned out that there was, I think, six or eight little puppies we found and we're pulling them out of the holes yeah and they're little tiny ball puppies like six inches long puppy puppies babies right oh yeah and that yeah i've started to tell you the cat story in oregon yeah the cats were i spotted the cat with the drone flying up high above all oh, this burned out home section after the oregon fires and then uh, went looking on foot and then found that one black cat and it uh, started right, off right, right. kind of limped and crawled along and started off into the behind this propane tank of this unburnt house and it had severely burnt paws and ears and everything and was super scrawny and I knew that if I didn't probably couldn't set a trap for it so I knew I'd have to grab him and if I didn't grab him right away that he might he or she might die so yeah I basically reached my hand in behind the propane tank and grabbed him and um and he grabbed you <laughs> oh, he grabbed me good with the claws and teeth and they hook him in and, and you were oh my god doug was like come help me help me help me yeah and you tell shannon prop the camera up is like on the ground and you see shannon going in there they're trying to get the cat off but but he got a home right he didn't have people but somebody adopted that cat i think is to have that story straight yeah 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 so yeah oh, the cat man. it's funny because you slow the footage down and you could see the cat got me four different times i'm I like how did the cat strike me four different times between pulling it from behind the thing to the down and oh, biting and it. clawing and i'm like wow yeah he got me good yeah he Everybody, i can bit see me Doug out. on the zoom your arm's okay okay yeah okay yeah. good <laughs> Thank and you. then poor and then you've been to puerto rico and what i love is again you've mentioned finding all these animals homes and i heard that you fly a lot of them to miami for adoption is that right Tell yeah, us about that. From, yeah. yeah, from there, they end up there and then they get adopted out. So yeah, a lot of the animals coming from the Caribbean end yeah. up in the United States and then they get adopted out. And uh, yeah, it's pretty heartwarming to see in the show the animals we rescue then getting adopted in the homes they go to. You are on a massive, massive mission. And I, your son is on an episode, right? That's your son, right? Yeah. Yep. He came along and he mentioned that you taught him the spirit of adventure and to use that spirit to make the world better. And you are doing that. So can you just tell us about that, that thinking? My show is called a super smiley adventure. So tell us about <laughs> your spirit of adventure and using it to make the world better. Yeah. I mean, my hope with the infrared drones is basically to inspire other people to do this as well down the line, because I think it's such an amazing type of technology where we can save so many more animals. So eventually I want to have, you know, like a training center where I train people how to fly these because they're not cheap. They're like yeah. $40,000 drones wow. and you really uh -huh. got it. You have to have a lot of experience with drones. You can't just pick one of these things up or whatever and start flying it. So I would train people that were experienced with drones and then have just like a little rescue center where I have the animals and some of the ones that are still needing a home and people can come and meet the animals and possibly adopt them and 
stuff like that. So like this a little piece of land with a pond and training people and the animals there and people getting to see the ones that I've adopted. And yeah, so. I love this vision. I love yeah. this vision. You have to, you have to see something before you can manifest it. And I see it really, really clearly for you, Doug. And, and you also touch on the dogs who are dumped in the deserts of California, Southern California. And in one of your episodes, I got to say, it looked exactly like the boxer that, that episode with a boxer that was wandering in the brush in the desert, but right next to a neighborhood, it looks exactly like a neighborhood I lived in in California. I live in one uh, Canyon country, Santa Clarita. And I got oh, okay. two of my dogs right on the street. They were dumped guardian and spirit guardian was a border collie spirit was oh. a little lab and they were dumped right there. And then smiley's best friend, angel, our beautiful German shepherd was dumped in the high desert of Los Angeles. And she oh, ended wow. up being the most amazing. She was gentle, beautiful. She became a therapy dog. And as I mentioned, Smiley was dumped in downtown LA three times, three times abandoned before I got him. And all wow. this reminded me of the boxer in your series, the super yeah. sweet ghost dog. Tell us about yeah. the ghost dog. Tell us. Yeah. So ghost was one just a few months ago that I got. He had been out in the desert for 15 or 16 months. Animal control had tried to get him. People had tried to get him. And he was on the edge of the city of San Bernardino in LA and mm -hmm. people were putting some food out in their backyards for him and stuff, but nobody could ever catch him. And he would literally run. I tracked him with the drone and he would run like 10, 12 miles a day and he just would never stop. Oh and he gosh. just kept moving and moving and moving and moving and was super skittish. So I tracked where I found with the drone, I was able to find where he was denning and where, which houses he was getting food from and where he was getting water. And I was tracking them for a number of weeks and um then basically had to have everybody that was feeding them stop feeding them and just yep. have one one house where he was getting most of his food there and then we had to put a giant trap up and have him slowly moving the food back in the a big further cage, and a further big crate. Into, basically yeah, a big, big crate, crate. With a drop door yeah yeah and then over a series of weeks eventually get him used to going in and then once he got used to it then set the trap and catch him so after, you know, it was the whole process was about a month long. I want everybody to know that this is documented on the series. Like it is indeed a reality show. He's coming closer. Yeah. He doesn't go in. Then they just wait the next day. Yeah. Then he doesn't come at all. Then the winds will blow and he'll come up again. It is Un and the thing <laughs> is, this is all true, right? See how you see, yeah, I watched everything. Yeah. It, it is all true. And Doug, I just honor you so much. But tell us, here's a, another payoff. What happened to Ghost? Where is Ghost? Yeah, so Ghost actually, he had been living out in the woods and living out in the desert and loves to run and everything like that. And I was just like, geez, I got to make sure that he gets a great home. So yeah, finally, I after after we catch him and stuff like that, then I decided that I'm going to, you know, I'm going to adopt him myself. Yeah, you're going to make sure he gets that great home, right? <laughs> so then I can run him. Yeah, it'll keep me from getting fat, keep me jogging and keep me fit because I got to keep up with him. Oh, yeah. And who has Bricks? We mentioned Bricks. Where did Bricks end up? Bricks ended up with a really loving family in, I'm drawing a blank. Oh, it was in Florida. Yeah, Tampa, Florida. Yeah. Your son took somebody, didn't he? Didn't your son get someone? No, no, he's no, he didn't. He doesn't have any. I mean, he, that was a family in Florida. Okay. I saw them. I, there's so many characters on this show and on this series. And I cannot really, y'all have to say, Doug, when does the season or your series, where does it start? Where can everybody see it? Where can they go to remind themselves? Tell us everything. Yeah. It's, it's on a streaming service called curiosity stream and it comes out on June 10th. 
and you can literally watch all six of them right in a row if you want that same day. Um, but yeah, you have access to all 10 of them or all six of them on June 10th. And it's, yeah, Curiosity Stream is great because they have all sorts of nature, science, technology programs and anything you can imagine dealing with animals and their environment. So, um, and it's only like, it's less, I think it's, some people have said it's between 12 and $20 a year. So it's like damn near free. Your series is called Doug to the Rescue. It is so yeah. awesome. And, and Doug, I feel like I could literally spend weeks with you just talking. Yeah. I'm so grateful for all of this work that you're doing. I, I am just grateful beyond belief. And and like I mentioned, this is all very close to home for me. Smiley was one of these abandoned dogs and abandoned Aww. three times. He moved on to inspire the creation of this show and to highlight animals as healers and teachers and to create his award-winning, I call them documentaries to share kindness and you can view his movies our movies on my youtube channel at youtube.com slash megan blake how easy is that so please go check them out and be sure to put doug to the rescue on your calendar as well and everybody can reach me here at pet life radio or through my website at meganblakeofficial.com that's easy again or at webeginnow.com you can find everything i'm doing there on my dog training videos you can book zoom training sessions with me social media everything and Doug, Doug, thank you again for all that you're doing to save these lives. Do you want to leave us with a final thought? What do you want us to know about your work or about animals or what they've taught you? What do you want us to, what do you want to share? Yeah, no, I just encourage people to check out the series. I think it's, it came out excellent and it's truly inspirational. And I think, you know, I'm, I'm, my hope is that one day these infrared drones will be as common for rescuing animals as helicopters are for rescuing people after a disaster. So I think, um, you know, this series will definitely help uh, make that a reality. So yeah, and it's, it's just really exciting and heartwarming and um, to see all these animals get rescued. So yeah, it's definitely something people will be really thrilled to watch, I think. I agree with you. I give you a hundred percent thumbs up, Doug. You are amazing. You. Doug to the rescue is awesome. And also thank you to our super producer, Mark Winner, for our show here and for our fabulous bumper music that he composed and performs all about sharing kindness with Super Smiley. And to everyone who loves their pets, thank you for joining us on a Super Smiley adventure. And remember, wherever you are with your pets, embrace your adventure with intention. We begin now. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.